Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day where the life of Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading today from Jonah chapter 2. Jonah chapter 2. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish. He said the following, In my distress I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From the belly of the grave I cried out, and you heard my voice. You threw me into the depths, into the heart of the seas. The currents swept around me. All your breakers and your waves swept over me. I said, I have been driven away from your sight. Nevertheless, I will once again look toward your holy temple. Waters engulfed me so that I was near death. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth locked me behind its bars forever. But you brought my life up from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered the Lord. My prayer came to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols forsake the mercy that is theirs. But I, with a shout of thanksgiving, will indeed sacrifice to you. What I have vowed I will certainly pay in full. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Then the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. This is the word of our God. From the belly of the fish in the heart of the sea, Jonah again learns to pray. His prayer, as he says, rises out of the belly of the grave. He cries out in verse 2. Three things that we note about this prayer. First, it kind of prays like a psalm. Um, The content here in chapter 2 is not a simple transcript of what Jonah said then and there. It's more like a look backward from the vantage point of his deliverance. Um, When he says in verse 9, but I, with a shout of thanksgiving, will indeed sacrifice to you what I have. The whole experience from the plunge into the waters to his return to dry ground is summarized for us in a rather compressed way. Secondly, the prayer concentrates on the inner religious realities of Jonah's situation with practically no emphasis whatsoever on the physical aspects of his deliverance, that is, through being swallowed up and vomited out by a great fish. The waves and billows that pass over him as are part of God's judgmental action. Verse 3, You threw me into the depths, into the heart of the sea. The currents swept all around me. All your breakers and your waves swept over me. Jonah writes, Jonah resigns himself to the pit, shut out from light and from life, as he says in verse 6 and also earlier in verse 2. From the belly of the grave I cried out, and to the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth locked me behind its bars forever. The misery, the greatest misery that he experiences, though, is being shut out from the presence of God in verse 4. I said, I have been driven away from your sight. But nevertheless, I will once again look toward your holy temple. He finds that what he once looked for by fleeing to Tarshish, um, that we heard repeated three times back in chapter 1, verse 3, what he found was agony. Twice he talks about the temple, that is the, the sign, the holy place of God among his people in the land where he had run away from. Four times he speaks the name of the Lord, uh, the covenant God of Israel, uh, the God of free and faithful love that's capitalized all in Lord, L-O-R-D, in your Bible, usually. Um, He calls to him and remembers him, as he says in verse 2 and verse 7, In my distress I called to the Lord, and my prayer came to you in your holy temple. I remembered the Lord. 
He thanks God for deliverance from the pit and confesses him as the author of all deliverance, as he says, especially in verses 8 and 9. Those who cling to worthless idols forsake the mercy that is theirs. But as for me, with a shout of thanksgiving, I will indeed sacrifice to you. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And then thirdly, it's important to note that this prayer, for all of its eloquence and sincerity, does um, leave some things out. It doesn't say some things. Uh, Jonah does not mention his disobedience, perhaps indirectly, um, in verse 8 when he says, um, talking about those who trust in idols, those who cling to worthless idols forsake the mercy that is theirs. But Jonah doesn't generally refer to his own fleeing from the direct word of God, going the direct opposite direction from what God had said. Um, Jonah doesn't talk anything about his um, commission to go to Nineveh and how he has not done it. All he does and all he thinks about are about Jerusalem and the temple, not about Nineveh and the people there and the specific task of preaching to those people that God has given to him. Jonah is perhaps unconsciously, you know, maybe um, evading, uh, evading by his silence, what he had once evaded by his running away. He's avoiding the fact that he had a very specific and clear word of God, and he directly disobeyed that. Um, but he's simply talking about salvation that comes from our God. Uh, the Lord has certainly brought Jonah a long way. We, we see Jonah in repentance here, at least in partial repentance, but he's not yet ready to answer God's great question that the book will close with at the end of chapter 4. And then finally, the discussion of Jonah and reference to Jonah comes up in the New Testament, comes up especially in Matthew 12 and again in Matthew chapter 16, where the experts in the laws and the Pharisees reply, uh, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. Um, and this is, this is, let's see, Matthew 12, uh, beginning in verse 36, I suppose. I tell you, Jesus says, that on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word that they have spoken. In fact, by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be, be, be condemned. That's exactly in echo of what he had said earlier, whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. Um, then some experts in the law and the Pharisees replied, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But Jesus answered them, An evil and adulterous generation wishes for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For just as Jonah was in the belly of the huge fish for three days and three nights, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will stand up in the judgment with, with this generation and condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonah, but one even greater than Jonah is here. And so Jesus makes reference to his own resurrection, his own burial in the heart of the earth, so to speak, and the fact that he will come up from the dead, um, but also the specific application that he's um, referring to or alluding to is that Jonah's words were listened to by those unbelievers, and he's only a prophet. Um, and among all the prophets of our of our God, he certainly has more um, that the Bible says not in favor of him than it does speak favorably of him, to put it lightly. And the city of Nineveh repented at his preaching, and now one greater than Jonah is here. Um, Jesus referring to the fact that, yes, he is the greatest of the prophets, and also that that the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the teachers and leaders um, ought to have listened to him 
but they don't. And so the arrogance that Jonah has in fleeing from the word of God is going to be carried out in their own lives as they flee from the word of God, uh, the word of Jesus, and the word made flesh especially. But the sign of Jonah will be one that will be given to them, that the, just as Jonah was in the belly of the fish and then brought up from the dead, um, the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, will be in the earth and again brought up from the dead. This comes up in another context a little bit later in Matthew chapter 16. Um, the the setting is different, but the request is the same. The Pharisees and the Sadducees came and test Jesus, asking him for a sign from heaven. And Jesus says, well, you can interpret the sky. You know you can look at the sky and say, oh, when, you, when it's evening, you'll say, it'll be fair weather because the sky is red. In the morning, you'll say, it'll be stormy weather today because the sky is red now, you know, Red sky at night, sailors delight. Red sky at morning, sailors take warning. <laughs> if you know that, that saying or familiar with it, you know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the sign of the times. And then verse 4 of chapter 16, An evil and adulterous generation seeks a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. He left them and went away. And part of that is is the frustration of Jesus. Part of that is Jesus um, concealing his identity. He doesn't pander to the crowds who are demanding from him. Rather, he wants to address those who come to him in faith. And also, the sign of Jonah will be seen after the fact. Jonah disappeared, and then he would talk about it after the fact, as he, um, at, at the end of chapter 2, is vomited up on dry ground, and then the word of the Lord will come to him again in chapter 3. And now Jonah, stinking like fish puke, is going to go to Nineveh. And likewise, Jesus will undergo something even greater than being swallowed by a fish. He's going to undergo death and the gore of the cross. Um, but the result, the eventual result, that if we listen to his words and we watch, we will see that sign of Jonah fulfilled, that the Son of Man was buried, and that he is raised for you and for me. That, yes, indeed, friend, you have been raised with Jesus, um, that his resurrection is yours because you have been baptized into his life, death, and resurrection, that you have been raised with Jesus and you have life with him now. And so as you go about your day, just take a moment to, to consider here in chapter 2 that Jonah that Jonah prays in the same way that we do in the Lord's Prayer, with an emphasis on spiritual reality, with recollection of of the fellowship that we have with our God, of the blessing that God distributes as we gather at his holy place, at that place where we stand in his presence in a special way. Um, and take a moment to thank God for that and to say a prayer, thanking Jesus for the greater sign from the greater prophet, that the, the greater prophet than Jonah fulfilled with the resurrection from the dead. Thanks so much for joining us here at the Raised with Jesus podcast. Be, turned, be sure to tune in this Saturday for our Thursday episode and also part two of our discussion on depression with Karen Fisher from Christian Family Solutions. God bless your day.